Hey, everybody. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us. It's Sunday morning, and it's time for Down to Earth. It's a show in which we talk about faith. It's Sunday morning, so we're going to talk about faith and what it means to have faith in today's world. I mean, as we read the news and listen to press conferences and so on, it makes you wonder, do I need faith? And what does faith do? And especially in today's world where people just can't seem to do what they want or get what they want without some sort of adversity. And so many people, no matter what efforts they make or people feel like no matter what they do, they're still, despite the tremendous opportunities that exist, people still feel as if they're trying and trying and can't seem to break a ceiling or can't seem to penetrate the environment in which they want. So I'm going to turn my TV off. It's on behind me. <laughs> and it might prove a distraction for some of you. Maybe your cameras can pick it up. So I'm just going to turn it off because it was quite distracting for me this morning. Trust me. The last thing I expected, I do not like seeing a presidential press conference because then you're like, okay, did something go wrong? Is something about to go wrong? And then all of a sudden there was a press conference and you're like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so how are you all doing? Uh, it's great to be here, despite uh, all the challenges that folks are presented with. I just want to say thank you for continuing to support our broadcast. This is a listener-supported broadcast, by the way. And what happens is if you don't support us, we can't stay on the air. So as you listen to this podcast, I encourage you to go to my page, and you'll find ways in which you can support this podcast. We post the link. If you click on the links, you'll be able to follow. It will take you to the page where you can make a donation. Any donation you give is appreciated. This is a listener-supported podcast, so we appreciate the support, and it's great to continue to be able to deliver you programming that is absolutely enervating, inspiring, and informative. I don't know about the entertaining part. I think, I, I think I'm still a work in progress when it comes to that. So I just want to say thank you to those of you who have joined. And uh, thank you so much. It's Sunday morning, and I know many of you, wherever you are in the country, you're gearing up to watch the game. I didn't watch the Notre Dame-Michigan game last night, but <clears throat> I tried to watch the Penn State-Michigan State game, Penn-Michigan State game. Um, I was like, you know what? I love football, but I like the antics right around. <laughs> I like seeing the game, but I also like what goes on. It's, I find it quite interesting, and it's quite entertaining. So just like you, it's Sunday. Say Sunday, and it's time for the NFL. <laughs> so we're all going to watch football in just a bit. But before you go to watch football, I just wanted to stop by to encourage you and to motivate you, and to inspire you as you face another week. We don't know what lies ahead of us. And how many of us know it takes faith? Hey, it takes faith to get through the week, because you don't know what's going to come at the beginning of the week. Sometimes we're here on a Sunday, and you're sitting here, and then you get one phone call that absolutely changes your world. One phone call, one text message. Hi, one text message somewhere that absolutely impacts the way in which you're doing what you do, right? So I say all of that to say we all need faith. We all need something that can absolutely give us a new perspective. And we have to continue to believe for a turnaround. 
in our lives, despite whatever we're going on. We have to continue to believe <clears throat> that things will change and that things can't go on as they are, no matter what you're going through. Even if you're listening to this podcast and you're laid up in a hospital bed, even if the hospital bed is in your home and they have consigned you to hospice and they're telling you that it is over, until it's over, it ain't over. But while you are yet here, while you yet breathe, Continue to believe that things can change right up until the last minute. Continue to believe that things can and they will change. Amen? Amen. So I just wanted to stop by this morning. I'm not going to be with you long. Just to say hello and just to express to you my fervent hope and belief and my expression of faith that better things are coming and that better days are yet ahead. No matter what it is you're going through. We all go through valleys. And peaks, we all go through stuff. Stuff happens. It is what it is. It's called being human. We can't avoid certain things from happening. But we know that all things do turn around for your good. And despite the feelings, despite the the efficacy, despite what you're going through, you may have just lost your parents. You may have just found out that your parents, someone close to you, has been diagnosed with a terminal illness. And you're like, what do I do? In the midst of this, still continue to hold on to your faith and belief. It's going to help you as you go through what you're going through. It's going to help you and give you hope. And it's going to keep your mind and give you peace. Amen? Amen. So, so recently, my daughter went out with a friend and she was, uh, you know how preachers kids can be. And I don't know what she was doing. She shouldn't have been where she was. Is how I put it, and he he said to her, uh, "What does when she asked when he asked what does your mom do?" And she said, "Oh, my mom is a minister." And he said, "Oh, that explains everything." <laughs> and he said, "You're a preacher's kid." And she said, mm, "I guess so." And, and it occurred to me after she said that it put things into remarkable perspective for me. It reminded me of why I continue to face some of the deepest, darkest challenges that I face. And I'm telling you, I'm saying this to tell you that sometimes we don't understand why we go through what we go through. We don't understand why do these things continue to happen? Why do they choose me? I used to think that adversity, I must have a big A on my back for adversity because, or on my chest or something. I used to think it was double face, you know, one on my chest, one on my back, because I'm like, I look at other people and they don't seem to have the breath of challenges that I have. And, and I felt sometimes remarkably removed. I, I felt outpaced. I felt like I was isolated and just thrown into the sea of adversity and I was just out there being tossed around. And I, I, I know after a while that people sometimes wear a mask. You'd be surprised what people are going through. They're just very clever at masking and appearing to be in control of their situation. It doesn't mean that they don't have stuff going on. Sometimes what they have going on is greater than what you have going on. But it's what they do to cover it up. And I'm saying all of that to say there's going to be a turnaround in your circumstances. Sometimes these things come at us and they force us to quit. They force us to give up because sometimes you're just being inundated and knocked down and knocked down with challenges and knocked down. But you have to believe. You have to choose to believe in the good. 
I was talking to someone recently and I said to them, you have to choose to believe in the good. You can, this, and she was like, well, bad things happen to you too. And I said, of course they do. But I'm smiling with you now, aren't I? I'm talking to you now, aren't I? And she said, yes. I said, well, what's the difference? I choose to believe that something good will come out of what's happening. I choose to believe that something good will happen to me. And I'm saying all of that because sometimes the stuff that we go through, it, it reminds us. It, it's almost as if it wants to superimpose on our thinking that the things that we go through are greater than we are. The things that we go through have more power to define us, have more power to define our perspective, have more power to push us over. But I'm saying to you, don't give up. I was talking to a young man. We were messaging back and forth on Instagram uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he has great talent, you know, going about setting up what he believes, putting himself on all the platforms, and could not get any support, couldn't see his numbers going up. And he was like, I can't understand what I'm doing. And I said, you're not doing anything wrong. Just keep on doing it. Don't quit. Because I remember I felt the same way for 10 years. I was doing it. And I gave up after 10 years. I was like, enough is enough. I felt like it was too much. I felt like I had done everything that I was supposed to do and didn't see the benefit, didn't see what I thought should have come after expending a monumental amount of effort. And just at the point when I gave up was when all of a sudden, all of a sudden, people were looking for me, but I was no longer available in that, on that platform. People were looking and pe- I was shocked. I gave up podcasting from 2009 to 2014 for five years I podcasted. I kid you not. Five years. Then I switched over to mainstream radio in 2014. For five years I podcasted. I gave up. I couldn't see it. What I didn't know was the stupid station I was on. They didn't collate my numbers. I gave it up. I said enough is enough. I went I went on uh, mainstream radio, paid for it, became an independent broadcaster, became a syndicated broadcaster, put myself out there, right? And I did not know that my show, the archived versions, were still being accessed by the public. So a couple of months ago, I thought about it, and I said, might as well go check it out. I went back. To the podcast platform, I checked it out. I had amassed over all a hundred thousand listens. Can you believe it? Over a hundred thousand listens, and it was still active. People were still listening. What am I saying? I'm saying you can't give up. I'm saying you cannot give up. You cannot quit. You have to keep on keeping on, despite what is going on, despite who is going to support you. Sometimes we narrow our focus and look at our friends and some people immediately around us. What you're doing is not for your friends. It's not for the people who are immediately around you. There are 7 billion people on the planet. Put your work out there for 7 billion people to hear you. Put it out there. You have to believe that as you sit and do what you're doing, that you're sending out waves to 7 billion people for them to hear you and find you. You have to believe that eventually you're going to get there. There is no such thing as overnight success. 
what can happen in 24 hours is as a result of earnest effort, dedication, persistence. That's what calls it at the end of the day. I am so glad that despite the fact that I had no longer been using that podcast platform, it was still there and still archived. Over 100,000 listens, you all. And I quit and said, no, I'm not going to do it anymore. But it was still there. People were still searching and listening. It was still in a search engine when you search for me. People were still pulling from it. You never know. I sat down and listened to some myself. And I was amazed at how encouraging I was. And I know myself that at those times that I was encouraging others, I was faced with tremendous adversity. Everything wasn't hunky-dory. Some days I didn't know how it was going to go. I didn't know how it was all going to pan out. But I had faith and I believed that there would be a turnaround in my situation. And that's what I'm here to tell you this morning. I don't know. This might not be for everybody. This might just be for the person who needs to hear. I know we are approaching the season of harvest. We're approaching the season of, of, of Thanksgiving. And as we enter into Thanksgiving, some of you are saying, I don't have anything to be thankful for. They just repoed my car. They just foreclosed on my house. I just lost my job. I was just evicted. Can I just tell you something? Don't quit and don't give up. Don't give up on yourself. I've been there. I got fired once, three weeks from Thanksgiving. Who does that? Who fires someone three weeks before Thanksgiving? Who fires anybody? Right? I got fired, not because I wasn't performing, but because a new manager showed up. And the new manager didn't like the fact that he had people who were loyal to the old manager, so he wanted to flex his power. So he brought in his own team, and they got rid of everybody. I kid you not. I kid you not. I got fired three weeks before Thanksgiving. I had to sit and wait for a turnaround in my situation. In the meantime, I continued to believe, and I continued to walk by faith. I continued to try to figure out what I was going to do. And I had children, and I had to figure out what was I going to do, just like you. So I'm here this morning to tell you. So here I want to put this in in a context for you to be able to relate to, because sometimes when you look at people and you look at how others are dealing with situations, sometimes we forget that there are people who are perhaps going through stuff that the rest of us don't know. And I know it's easy for us to turn a blind eye. You know, some people say, well, you don't know what I'm going through and you can't relate. Try me. Just try me. What is adversity that is common to men, common to human beings? I've been there. So try me. And what all this adversity has done is that it has leveled me and humbled me to the extent where I can totally relate to what someone is going through. I can see through all the fakeness. I can see through all the pretense. And I know that there is something that is going on. That there's somebody around me who I know is going through challenges in their marriage. But I listen to what they're saying. And that's the story you want to paint. That's the picture you want to paint because it helps you to cope. Okay, I'll deal with it. But I'm still going to be here when that thing collapses because based on what you're telling me, I know exactly what it is. In other words, what I'm saying is you can't look at anybody's faith and look at their faith and let that determine how you cope. 
I have learned one thing. It's not fair to compare myself to anyone else. It's not fair for you to look at your life and say, why wasn't I born rich? Why am I not Beyonce? Why am I not Kanye West? Why am I not Will Smith? Why am I not uh, a Bruce Springsteen? Why am I not Tom, Dick, Harry, Megan, Kate, William? You can't say that. It's not fair. Why is it not fair? Would you go through what they go through to be who they are? Isn't what you're going through enough? Would you want to take on more than that? You have to look at it and say, for what they, the greater the achievement is the greater the struggle there was to achieve that. You've got to understand that. For you to achieve anything substantive, for your name to be written in the pages of history as having achieved or done anything, you have had to go through great struggle. Just this past Friday, I focused on black women writers. And it was brought to my attention that Zora Neale Hurston is a black woman writer who did not achieve fame or notoriety or recognition during her lifetime. No one knew about her. In fact, one of her works, which had been published from 1937, was not available to the public until 2018. Zora Neale Hurston died in, the ni- in 1960. Five decades, some 58 years after her death, is when her last known book was published. She has no descendants. She was disillusioned, obviously, right? She has no immediate direct descendants. It's just in her estate. Do you see what I'm saying? You cannot, and now Zora Neale Hurston is considered a forefront of American black writers. She's written in the pages of history. Why should you quit? Why should you give up? You don't know what mark is going to be left. Do you want to know what she had to go through, the misogyny that she faced? She was an educated black woman. She did attend college. But the misogyny, the racism, the colorism that she had endured. Do you really want to be Meghan Markle? Do you really want to be Prince Harry? And watch on TV over and over again as your mother was killed in a traffic accident? And watch as they vilified and exposed her life? And you are a 12-year-old boy wanting your mother. And you can't take revenge on anybody. Would you really want that kind of life? Sometimes we sit back and we watch others. And we look at their lives. And for whatever reason, they make it seem easy and achievable. They make it seem as if it is enough. They make it seem like, man, I can really do this. I can really do that. No It's not. It's not easy. Nothing comes easy. Everything that you want to do, you have to be pressed out. If you want to continue doing what you're doing, you cannot quit. Like I told you at the beginning, this is not for everybody. People want to hear tap two times and it's going to turn around. It doesn't work like that. You have to continue and you can't quit and you can't give up. Suicide is a plague in today's world. Depression is a plague. People are going through deep situations that there seems to be no explanation for. There is no explanation for why you can't get a good job with your three degrees. There is no explanation for why you can't get married as attractive and as attractive physically and attractive financially as you are. 
There is no explanation for why you can't get the house that you want to buy. There is no explanation for why you were just suddenly diagnosed with something after you ate right, exercised, and did everything. But what you cannot afford to do is to quit and give up. Like I told you in my story, 2009 to 2014, I gave it my all. I poured everything into it. When I lost my full-time job in 2011, I went full-time podcasting. Like I was podcasting daily, full-time. I stayed with it. I actually believe that it was after between 2013 and 2014. I stayed with it. Looking back now, I really didn't. Now that I look back on it, maybe I didn't give it enough. I thought I gave it enough. All I was required to do was to stay in the game. Just stay there. And a friend on Facebook reached out to me and told me the same thing I'm telling you now. He says, don't quit. He says, whatever happens around you, don't quit. Don't give up. Stay in it. But when tremendous adversity came at me, I had no choice. I found myself in a situation where I couldn't even go where I could podcast. I'm like, where am I going to do this from? There was no peace. There was no security. There was no guarantee. I had nothing. So I turned to radio. I said, all right, I'll pay money to go into a studio and broadcast from there. And I did that. What I'm trying to say is you can't quit. I am so glad that I really had given up on myself. So what happened is that people stayed and the shows were still there. I was shocked. I couldn't believe it myself that people were still pulling on my shows on Block Talk Radio. Over 100,000 listens. And I was shocked. That's 100,000 people whom I impacted. That's 100,000 people who were inspired. That's a hundred thousand times that somebody heard something that made a difference in their lives. You cannot quit and you cannot give up. You must stay in the game. This is not for everybody. Some of you say, I've heard this story before and it didn't change anything about me. Well, you need to hear it over and over again. I can't begin to tell you how many times I have sat down and had to listen to encouragement over and over again. Again, I'm going to tell you, the greater the struggle is the greater the victory. No matter how the battle is embroiled and you feel like you're in the midst of fire and you feel like the fire is poured down on you and sticks and stones and fire, the greater the battle is the greater the victory. But you have to stay in it. Some things come to build us up. Some things come. You know, you go to church and you hear people say, well, it's just a test. Everything is not a test. Some things are just what they are, a struggle, a fight, a battle. And you have to be equipped to be able to keep on keeping on. You have to be equipped to be able to keep on going on. And this is why you can't quit or give up. Because people are fickle. They stop by and they hear what they want to hear. In today's world, there's just too much stuff to keep people engaged. It's, it's a struggle. It's not just you. It's everybody else. It's a struggle to keep people engaged. Do you see what's happening with traditional cable news networks? They're on their way out. Do you know why they all have apps? Because that's how they can reach people. People don't, people have too much stuff going on. How many times have you picked up the remote and just keep on surfing and surfing and surfing? 
too much stuff dragging your attention here, pulling your attention there, pulling it here, there, and everywhere. Everybody is going through something. Cable networks, people don't know if their contracts are going to be worth anything because the viewership is just not there. The listenership is not just not there. Recently, I heard of a radio station closing somewhere. I can't remember where it was. All those people just suddenly won't have a paycheck for the next two weeks. After that, it's just over. What are they going to do? They have to go home and tell their families that they won't have a paycheck. Do you hear what I'm saying? It happens to anybody. So why do you think it was not going to happen to you? You have to look at yourself and rethink. Like I was telling someone recently, you have to think you're smart. You have to think this through. But the only way you're going to know the answer is you're going to have to be quiet to think despite all the adversity, despite everything else. I couldn't think my way through in 2014 and 2015. For a while, I kind of just became robotized. I just got up, go to work, got up, go to work, got up, go to work, got up, go to work. I couldn't think it through. And finally, by September of 2014, when I finally sat down and thought about it, I heard a voice say, you ready now? Call the radio station, pick up the phone. And on my lunchtime at my job, I picked up the phone and called the radio station. And the guy who answered said, are you ready? I said, well, here's my card number. Let's start. I couldn't believe it. There I was back in the game. I tried to hide it from my employer and my coworkers so they would know because then they're going to envy you. Then they're going to, you know, start acting out. But there is a thing called Facebook. In order to promote myself, I have to go to the media, right? So I put it out on Facebook. I forgot that everybody and his mama has a Facebook page. So everybody went to Facebook and looked it up. Before I knew it, I started getting the hate messages from work. You know, the disparities, the disparaging. I'm like, keep your head down and keep it moving. They say hello. I'm like, hey, how's it going? Knowing that I was walking a chalk line. But I called a friend, and I remember him saying this. I'm like, maybe I should just deactivate all my social media, you know, deactivate everything. And he was like, no, you don't do that. He's like, that is what is winning at the end of the day. That's the only thing that's your constant. He's like, don't do that. He said, the job will go. Let it go. Because it's not a constant. But this, keep it going. I'm glad I took the advice. I felt like that was the right thing to do. And still yet, tremendous more adversity came. And so I had to re-examine what am I going to do. So for two years, between 2017 And 2019, you didn't hear Jack from me. You didn't hear a word out of me on radio. I could have gone back to a podcasting platform. I could have restarted. How many times did the thought come to go back to it? And I was like, I'm not doing it. I tried it. I got mad. I did it. And it didn't. I never really sat down and examined it. Finally, when all the noise had gone and I sat down and thought about it, I realized how much I had missed out on. Remember I told you about my friend who started with me? He's way ahead of the game now. He's now syndicated across the country on about 12 different platforms. Wasn't he the guy who told me not to quit and not to give up? You know who is, Cyrus West from Mississippi. He's now on ABC Family Radio. He's now going to be on OWN TV. 
He never stopped. He kept telling me, don't quit, Harry. There's greatness in you. Don't quit. Are you going to listen? Like I told you, this is not for everybody. Some of us believe that we're an answer to ourselves. And you continue to listen to the same people who make you feel good. And then at the end of the day, I am one of those people. I believe in results. I like results. I know that if you continue to listen to me every day, not only are you going to be informed, but you're going to learn something that is going to be life-changing. You're going to get a message. And this is why I encourage folks to go to my podcast platform and listen to my podcast. Why? Because I know that when you go to my podcast platform, it's like having radio on demand. And what you find is that you are hearing something. I have found that when you listen to it over and over again, You might have a question that only you know about, but listening, you get the answer that you need. It works. Try it. It works. This is why I tell you, go to my podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Breaker, Overcast, wherever there is a podcast platform, you can hear it. Thank you so much for joining. And what you find is that when you go, And you hear the message over and over again. And you hear it. Thank you so much for joining. This is Down to Earth with Harriet Kimmick. You're listening to Sunday morning. We're talking about faith and how important it is for you to be empowered. How important for you to hear positive messages being reinforced. How important it is. Words are powerful. Words transform your atmosphere. They transform the room around you. Words transform how you think. It gives you clarity to situations that you are not thinking about. My friends, give, don't give up. Don't, keep, don't give in to that negative voice. Sometimes we, all we hear is negativity. This is why sometimes they're just spewing the news out. I kid you not, my brothers and sisters. I kid you not, my friends. There are times when I can't take it. It's enough because all that I'm hearing is negativity, and I really don't want to hear any more negatives. I have enough negatives going on. I really don't want to hear anymore. So I have learned to temper myself. I have learned to stretch myself out and to make sure that I'm not hearing any more negativity. If you watch Face the Nation this week, this morning, blah, 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 all you hear is negativity. You don't need that. What you need is positivity. You need positivity to know that this week, come Monday morning, come Tuesday, on Wednesday, when it gets real deep, on Thursday, when it looks like all hell has broken loose, Friday, when you get that measly paycheck, it's the first of the month, the mortgage is due, the rent is due, the car note is due, everything is due, and after you pay out all of that, there's going to be nothing left. You need encouragement to continue, then come back again, and you listen to messages like this that tell you to not quit and don't give up. You cannot quit and don't give up. Do you know what happens in graveyards? Have you ever been to a graveyard? Graveyards are the richest places on the face of the earth. You know who is in a graveyard? People who have given up. When someone gives up and kills themselves, they end up where? In a graveyard somewhere. They don't end up in a graveyard. Their ashes are scattered all over the place like nothing, like they never lived, like nothing never happened. Graveyards are rich with people who died with a promise, who died giving up, who died not taking advantage of the opportunities. You cannot quit and you cannot give up because you have vested interests. 
You cannot quit or give up. I, I encourage you. I feel this strongly in me. Do not quit. Whatever you're contemplating right now, do not. Even though it doesn't look like you have the answer, I command you to be still. I command you to sit tight and hear and listen and rethink. When you become so quiet, you're able to hear your own thoughts. You're able to hear what you must do. Be still. Sometimes you need to be still. Sometimes you need to get in the car and go for a drive. Sometimes you need to just go sit by the water and be still. Sometimes you need to go to a coffee shop, order a cup of coffee, and just sit there. Sometimes you just need to be still. Sometimes you need to go in the bathroom and shut the door, and you're just sitting there and being still. Sometimes you can only do that when you go to bed. Sit and be still. I have learned, I have become more and more productive and quiet in the last few months. When I took my own advice, I took the TV out of my room. Sometimes I miss it because sometimes in the mornings you wake up and you want to go back to sleep, but you don't really want to get up. So you want to just turn the TV on. You know what I found in taking the TV out of my bedroom, my bedroom has become a more restful place. I have found that I think more at night. So when it's time to go to bed, I program myself. As soon as I've said my prayers or you meditate, whatever you call it, for me, it's prayer. As soon as I'm done, I lay down and within a few minutes, guess what? I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) Right? I can sit back. I can think. And I'm done. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you have to learn to listen. You have to learn to be still because you need to hear what you are thinking. Your mind has all the answers. Your mind knows the answer, but you're not going to hear it in the noise and the din of your circumstances and in the noise and the din of your everyday life. People need an answer. People are still searching. People are still wanting to live, but they can't hear anything because it's too noisy and you can't hear it with all the stuff that is going on. I encourage you, my friends, not to give up. I know you're in a rush and it's football Sunday and people want to hurry up and go get their football on. (laughs) People want to think about, go watch the game. And I'm with you. I'm totally with you on that. I too want to watch the game. I too need a moment when I sit down and yell and carry on. Years ago, I remember years ago when all the stuff, that was going on, you know, you come to the point in the week when you needed to feel good. You needed to be encouraged. And so Monday night, who knows about Monday night wrestling, WWE Raw on USA. So every Monday evening, my daughters and I, they were younger then. So, you know, you could talk. And I used to go to the store and buy a frozen, uh, the frozen, the the liquid that makes a, a strawberry daiquiri. And I'd buy whipped cream. And since I was non-alcoholic and I don't drink alcohol, I would just put it in the blender and crush the ice, right? And just pour it out all over crushed ice, just take crushed ice out of the fridge and put it with crushed ice, and then put whipped cream on it in tall glasses. I'd get some chips. I kid you not, after dinner, every evening, every Monday night, and we would sit down and watch WWE Raw. And I would yell and carry on. And that thing used to make me, it's because in yelling, it releases endorphins. 
Do you know why you feel good and you like to go to church? Because the preacher knows that if he gets you riled up and he gets you emotional, you start listening and you get excited and you start listening and you feel good when you walk off. Yeah, you drop the money afterwards. I agree with them. (laughs) Drop the money, right? But you feel good. And you walk out and you say, okay, for 12 hours, I feel good. But I still have to deal with Monday. Monday morning, you get up and you listen to the message over and over. This is why you have podcasts. While you are driving to work, before you start the car, as soon as you've started the car, before you put it in reverse or drive, tune in to your favorite podcast host, Harriet Kemet with Down to Earth. And you listen to something that's going to encourage you, motivate you, and inspire you. I just have a few minutes, so before I go, I just want to leave you with a few words that is just going to transform the way that you think and transform the way that you feel. I know it's Sunday morning, and with all the distractions that we all have, people have things to do. And, and, and I found that some people drop by when they feel, think I'm going to talk about sex. I don't know if they think I'm going to bare my chest or something, but people will stop by. I just need to say I'm going to talk about sex, and I have 300 viewers. (laughs) I kid you not. I just need to say I'm going to talk about uh, I'm going to talk about something like you know relationships or sex. Those are a part of life, and while I like that, I also talk about faith because it's more important to keep you engaged. It's more important to inspire you. Recently, I was invited somewhere to talk about the intersection of immigration and human trafficking. And I don't know if they felt like I was going to preach, but afterwards they said, you went in a different direction. I said, yes, because this audience needed something different. They needed to be motivated. So many people afterwards said, you have inspired me. You have motivated, motivated me to keep on, to go pick up where I left off, to go start again and to do something that I gave up on. Years ago, if you think that it is over. Years ago, I was at a small church service preaching, and I talked about living your life with purpose. And there was a man sitting in the audience. He was sitting right up front. He was, I, he was walking with a cane, but I thought he was, you know, you know, perhaps beyond 60 for sure. And at the end of my speech, he was waiting at that line to come up to me. And he said, I just want to tell you that he's 72 and 40 years prior, he had developed something that could have enriched his life and he could not get it registered. He needed to register it with the patent office and he had not done that. And he said, I'm 72. He's older now and he's walking with a cane and life expectancy had had been compromised at that point. And he said, the reason, as I sat there and listened to you, he said, I, was, I reminded myself of how I had given up, how I had stopped working on it. He said, I still have the tools and the implements in my garage. And he said, I stopped working on it, and then I got sick. Do you see the correlation? The minute you stop believing in yourself is when you get sick. The minute you stop pursuing is when you, re- you give up. And the minute you give up, is when you have given up. You don't understand that what you have been called to do is your life, is life in itself. That project that you have to do, that project you have to work on, that dream that only you know about, that you can't tell anybody, you tell others and they dismiss it, that's life for you. 
This is why people who come into my life, when people like to tell me, don't do this and don't do that, you can't tell me that because you don't know that that is my life. I was confessing to a friend last week that I need to rewrite after the fire, that I recognized that I had not written the story the way the story should have been told. And I said, no, you got to understand, I've written 160 pages. No, I have to go back and rewrite the whole thing. All 160 pages and add more. I said, I don't write a book less than 260 pages. She said, that's where you're wrong. She said, I have a book that's a hot seller. She says, half of it is the introduction. And the rest of it is just about like 10 to 20 pages. I listened to her. But what she doesn't understand, that might be her life. But it's not mine. Because writing after the fire is life for me. That's my life. That's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me youthful. The expectation that something good is going to happen to me. The morning I wake up and I don't believe that something good is going to happen to me, I trust you, my friend. That's the day when my face looks like a hand dog. That's the day when everything is just going wrong. No, I have to get up every day believing in myself, believing that something is going to change today. Today, you have to tell yourself that over and over again. Yes, I know it makes us sound crazy. It makes it sound, but if you don't tell yourself that, what is the alternative? To tell yourself today's the day you're going to die, today's the day you give up, and you look at all your credit cards and you say, well, I can go buy myself something good. Go out and do that. Live in the moment. Live in the now, because right now is when you believe, and at the moment you believe, that's when your life is transformed. You cannot give up. Don't let anybody influence you negatively and pull you away from what you know you've been called to do. I know that writing that book over is the right thing to do, and that's what I've been called to do. That's life for me. That's what's going to keep me motivated for the next 30 to 40 years. I can't quit. I can't give up. I can't just write that. I have to write the story. Do you understand what I'm saying? You've got to get up and live to tell the story. Who else is going to tell the story about how you got over if it's not you? You've got to get up and do it over and over. Get up. Write the vision. Make it plain. Go write it over and again. Some of you have the answers to cancer. Some of you are scientists. You have an idea on how a process can be improved. But you go to your supervisor on the job, and they won't tell you, and they won't accept it. They might even implement it and don't give you the credit. Next time, don't do it that way. Why don't you go and apply your own knowledge, create your own process improvement, set up a website, and put it out there on the Internet and let them call you. Come on, people. Matter of fact, you want to talk to me, call me at 248-491-8139. I kid you not. Call me, 248-491-8139. Call me if you want me to come and speak to your group. Call me. Talk to somebody who has been there. When I look at others, I had to wonder for years, why did I have to go through stuff? You know what I realized? The more I talk to people, the more people pull on me is the more I realize that I have been through it. If I hadn't been through it, I wouldn't have anything to say to anybody. I couldn't tell anybody anything. Nobody would find me credible, and they wouldn't know what to say. The more stuff that I went through is the more people want to touch you, talk to you, shake your hand, and to tell you because now you can really tell the story of how you got over. Sometimes you have to change your circle. You have to delete some people. 
you can't spend time around them because they contribute to your downfall. They're constantly pulling out of you without you even knowing it. They're constantly pulling answers out of you. You are serving their purpose. Some people are like leeches, right? They have a fine point. They just suck the lifeblood out of you, right? And you don't even realize what they're doing. You're constantly giving them answers. And what they do is they take your wealth from you, your wealth and capacities from you to go and build themselves up and enlarge themselves. Do they take you where they're going? Do they bring you into those environments? They, they, show, they share with you the crumbs, but they don't really share with you the wealth. You got to stop and take stock and listen. When you stop and you start listening, that's when you really realize what it is that you're doing. My friends, do not quit. Do not give up. Don't quit. Mm-mm. You cannot quit. I don't care what it looks like. When I lost my mother, I felt like everything. I'm like, I haven't even started yet. I just come this far. I thought she was going to be here for the remainder of the journey. I had to ask myself, what next? What now? You cannot quit. That's her story. Her story was pre-written. That was the end of her story. My story, though it intersected with hers because she was my mother, doesn't mean that when her story ended, mine ended. It doesn't mean that when that person walks out of your life, doesn't mean your story ended. It doesn't mean that when that job left, doesn't mean your story ended. That's not the end of you. That's not the end of your story. Keep on keeping on and believe that something good is going to happen, that the right person will come who will intersect with your life and will help you to get to where you want. Sometimes the right person is you. You are your own strength. We all need someone to vent to. We all need someone. I was sharing with a friend this week how I just needed to vent a little bit. And I had never vented to her before. She said she had no idea. I said, I absorb everybody's venting. Everybody. She said, pick up the phone and call me whenever. Everybody, you need someone whom you can faithfully disclose to without worrying about it. Talk to someone, right? My name is Harriet Kimmick. You can find me anywhere on the web. Go to my website, theexodusfoundation.com. Just take a look at what I have done and what I've been through. Have you ever read my book, Through the Fire? If you have read my book, you know how I know you haven't read it? Because if you've read it, you would be transformed and changed. I, myself, cannot reread that book. I never pick it up. I never read it because I can't believe that I survived the things that I went through. But something better is coming. Something good is going to happen. Trust and believe. Can I just pray with you before we're done? I'm just going to believe with you. I believe God with you for a turnaround in your situation. Can I just pray with you? I just have a few more minutes. The clock is counting down. And it feels like you're being compressed. It feels like everything is going against you. But I just want to encourage you right now. I believe with you that something good is going to happen. And I know that when I join with you and pray with you, 
It's not by magic, nor is it by any other force, but that the spirit of the living God himself will transform and meet you at the intersection of your needs. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray with you right now. I ask you and I pray to you for my brothers, my sisters, my friends who need a miracle, who need a transformation in their circumstances. I ask you right now to touch their situation. Turn it around for their good. Turn it over if necessary. Heal somebody's heart right now. Heal somebody's lung, somebody's kidney. Somebody has cancer. Somebody has high blood pressure. Somebody has a child who is sick. Somebody's husband, mother, father. Somebody just lost the most important person to them. Heal right now and deliver Jesus that even in the midst of this, show yourself. Give them faith and encouragement to hold on. And Father, I thank you right now that if someone needs a job tomorrow, someone needs a new house, someone does not need to be evicted, Someone doesn't need their car repossessed. I ask you right now to change their circumstances. Rewrite that car note. Rewrite that house note. Rewrite that eviction and give them a miracle right now, Father. In the name of Jesus, people are going through real things. In the name of Jesus, Father God, provide open doors and opportunities. Give somebody a new job. Give somebody a miracle right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, I ask you to encourage and keep them lifted up. Ease the pain in their heart, despite all the cancer treatments. Hallelujah, despite everything. Lord God Almighty, I ask you for health and strength. Become their daily food. And I thank you, Lord God Almighty, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, everybody. Be blessed. Now go enjoy football. Thanks so much for joining us. If this has been a blessing to you, go to my website, theexodusfoundation.com. Let us know how we've been a blessing to you. Thanks, everybody. Be blessed. Football. Hey, we're going to watch some ball now, right? Amen. Cook some dinner. Go watch some football. Thanks, everybody. Be blessed. Thank you so much, everybody. Be blessed.